I tell you to be different and creative and think this way. A much used business cliche. Kayla. What is outside the box? You got it. We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Outside the Box podcast, part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. KB and Harry GK83, the goalkeeper extraordinaire, coming at you with another episode, episode 167 of OTB. What's going on, Harrison? Back again. I mean, another fun week of lacrosse, and we got some big news to talk about, so... Got a lot to dive into. Uh, mostly going to be NCAA tournament talk because there hasn't been too much on the pro front other than some NLL contracts and news and notes to dive into as well. Uh, plus, we have a nice little announcement that we'll get into to kick off the show. But before we get started, podcast would not be possible without our kick-ass sponsors, the homies over at Tomahawk Shades doing the damn thing. Summer is here. It's almost Memorial Day, believe it or not. Get those sunglasses to protect your eyes when you're outside. Weather's getting nicer out. I was going uh, to get my car looked at today before we uh, announce what we're actually going to be doing. So I was getting my car looked at, and I was like, man, it is nice. I put on some reggaeton, and I put the tomahawk shades on, and my eyes were feeling great. I got the blue light plus glasses on every time we record when I'm staring at a screen. Best believe I'll have them on when I'm watching anything PLL on my screens this summer for the games we're not at. So go to TomahawkShades.com, fill up your cart, get all those goodies that they got on their website. Believe it or not, they still have some undrafted shirts in the Small Batch Collective. So get those while they're still available, because once they're gone, they're gone. TomahawkShades.com, and when you go to checkout, use promo code USP to get 25% off your order at checkout. That's promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com. For 25% off. You're already getting a quality product for an affordable price, and then you're getting a quarter of the price knocked off. It's ridiculous. Shout out to the homies at Tomahawk Shades for hooking our people up. And, of course, Harrison, Manscaped like, went to the moon because they they launched the Lawnmower 4.0. This thing looks like it came out of Elon Musk's brain. And the moon. it is ridiculous. It's wireless charging. It's I I would be shocked if the lawnmower 5.0 whenever they decide to drop that if it doesn't have like Bluetooth compatibility because that's the way Manscaped is rolling. This thing looks like it's from outer space. It is the best in men's below the waist grooming technology, and you can get your hands on the lawnmower 4.0 right now because we trust our friends at Manscaped. You should too. Go to Manscaped.com, fill up your cart, get the lawnmower 4.0, their new performance package. Get those anti-chafing boxers that are legit the only boxers I wear hands down the best 
manscaped.com. And when you're ready to check out, put our code in USP to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's promo code USP for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Let's get into this tournament, Harrison, because we last talked about you know the bracket itself last week before games kicked off, and we said there could be some upsets. Uh, there definitely were. Which there were, and I think there were a lot of closer matchups than I think we even thought some of these games would be. Like we said, it would be nice if there was you know a Drexel upset over Notre Dame. We didn't think it was going to be a two goal game. Yeah, no, absolutely not. They, I was uh, actually at work and we had the game on the TV, uh, and I was watching it. And Drexel were putting up a damn good fight, especially against that Notre Dame squad. Big time uh, defensive game in that one, and we'll we'll go across the bracket. But let's just start there because Drexel right in our backyard. They yep. end up losing ten to eight to Notre Dame, a six seed. But that's a great showing for them. I, I thought after Wheaton Jackaboy scored the first goal, like 30 seconds in or something, that it was going to be a, a, a stomping by Notre Dame. But, no, the Dreisel held their own well and really gave gave them a good run for their money. Yeah, like looking at the bracket and, and seeing what a typical college game comes out to, there's typically a lot of scoring. You know, you got to have those, those high-class defensemen uh, in the college game to really – show off and, and get to the pro level and everything like that. But it's very rare that you have a game in college lacrosse that ends up with just 18 total goals. Yeah. There's sometimes teams, rare. there's sometimes teams scoring 18 on their own. Yeah. As, which we had well, in this tournament. We had two teams getting pretty damn close too. Yeah. Not only did we have a team drop 18, we had one drop 17, one drop 16. And th- these guys barely broke double digits, so yeah, that, that's just a testament to how good both their defenses are. And I mean, Drexel, it's just a testament to how good the guy Reed Bowering is. Scored half the team's yes. goals. Four goals. Just uh, a ridiculous game from him. Uh him to be a menace in San Diego? San Diego, right? Either San Diego or Vancouver. It's definitely one of those two. Whichever team he's with, he's going to be a menace with them next year. In the Vancouver. NL. Vancouver? Yeah, second overall pick. I think I wanted him to go to San Diego. Yeah. And yeah. It, whatever the case is, he's going to be a menace next year in the league. Four goals from Reed. I mean, sure, it's a loss, but that's one hell of a Still. way to cap off a, a damn good college career for him. Exactly. Go up against one of the most prominent teams in the sport right now and give them a run for their money, you know? Yeah. And I mean, play all four quarters against them and show them that you deserve to be there. And that's exactly what Drexel did. Yeah. And this is against a Notre Dame team. That's a perennial contender. They, they always are pumping up talent. Um, and we got a team in the PLO. That's basically just Notre Dame players. Yeah. So, I mean, and there's going to be more of them. As the years yeah. go by, and you know they had to fight. Notre Dame had to fight for this win, and they eked it out, uh, and they survived that four-goal third quarter from Drexel. But I mean, even in a loss, this is a damn good showing from Drexel. I think it's promising for their future. Even though Reed's graduating and, and going to be in the pro level, I think this shows that like Drexel has the capability 
to compete at this level and, and make the tournament year in and year out, even when they lose some of their big-time guys. Oh, yeah. Watch them get way more recruits now from South Jersey, Philly area, Maryland as well, because the, these kids will see how well they've been playing this year. And that one game against Notre Dame can change the whole trajectory of their uh, their their program's path. Totally, it, that could send them on a, the up and up for uh, years to come. Now, which is going to be great. Yeah. So, no no reason to hang your heads low if you're a Drexel Dragon on the team or a fan, because uh, that's one hell of a showing, even in a loss. Uh, yep. You strutted your stuff against one of the top dogs that people were shocked was a six seed. Absolutely. And then on the uh, complete flip side of that, you have one game where it went exactly according to plan, where UNC just beat the living hell out of Monmouth. Yeah, there was. <laughs> there's not really much to discuss on the Monmouth side, uh, as they only put up four goals. But UNC was like, yeah, we're the one seed for a reason. Please, thank you for coming. We'll see you later. Chris Gray is an absolute menace. And he's going back to UNC, so they get another year of his talents, which is just stupid. Uh, I think that game was the physical manifestation of a curb stomp in lacrosse. <laughs> Chris Gray, Nikki Solomon, little... and Jacob Kelly were just like, yeah, please leave. Like, get out. We're here for yeah. a reason. We're the one seed for a reason. Please get out of our tournament. Yeah, it's just like you're – you're bumping our path to that national title, which we all want, and we're not going to give you any time of day. Let me just, let, let's just put up 16 real quick and move on with our lives, and the Tar Heels just stop them. Yeah, so the Tar Heels move on, and then in that same side of the bracket with Notre Dame, Maryland takes care of business as the three seed. They beat Vermont 17-11, to 11, so now we get the Maryland-Notre Dame matchup. And like we said which last is gonna week— be- Fun as hell. Yeah. We, we've been talking. We've been looking forward to this one for a while. And like we said last week, Maryland has the toughest road to get to the championship game. They do easily. Vermont, the, Vermont put up eleven on them. They had to score seventeen just to move on, and that's not t- easy to do at all. So Vermont, shout out to the Catamounts because I've always loved that school and that state. But they, they. They're proving that they're one of the best young, like younger up and coming teams compared to the you know your blue blood programs like Maryland, like Duke, like UNC. I'm I'm excited for their future. Yeah, totally. The only gripe I have with Vermont having been there before is you need to install some street lights on your roads. Yeah, they do need to do. <laughs> it that. is yeah. way too dark at night. One day, I forget if I told this story on the podcast. We'll save it for another day. Uh, but Vermont, install some streetlights. Like, let's let's get to work. Let's brighten up your beautiful state. Come on, let's let's get to work. Um, yeah. we'll dive into yeah. the the matchups for the next round uh, afterwards. But on the other side, facing North Carolina in the second round, Rutgers what pulls the say? upset. Shout out to Jules. Well, yeah, I mean, we were we were talking about it last week. Rutgers had the be- I think Rutgers had the best shot of uh, an upset mm-hmm. in the last round, and man, did they pull it off! Uh, Lehigh were absolutely dominating them from the faceoff dot, but it didn't seem to matter 
because they kept just turning the ball over and Rutgers kept capitalizing on those turnovers. Yeah, there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Like Rutgers, I think, has been undervalued all season. Uh, and if you just go to Jules Henningberg's Twitter, you'll see that. Um, yep. But they popped off. They they did what they came out they to do. They did New Jersey proud. And they were, they were here to kick ass and take names. And Connor Kirst, Kieran Mullins, and Adam Charlembides. I probably butchered his last name, but they each had three the goals. Seven-year vet. Three goals in this game. Each. Ridiculous. Uh, like, Lehigh only scored five as a team, and Justin Tiernan scored two of them. Uh, just a ridiculous showing from them. And like you said, like Lehigh was dominating from the face off, but turnovers turnovers will kill you in any sport. And it really did them in there. It, that that was, I mean, it was brutal to watch because uh, Lehigh's faceoff guy was having a hell of a game. He was playing out of his damn mind and. He just couldn't get the goal support. Yeah, and like in a tournament like this, going up against uh, what I guess you would say <laughs> a Philly sports Twitter term, team of destiny that Rutgers is. Um, yeah, like a lot of people think Rutgers has a chance to like really make noise, and like them getting the UNC draw, I think will give them a litmus test of like where they stand as a program right now. And again, remember, Diggs tweeted that if Rutgers does beat UNC, he's eating his phone live on Instagram. So How if, you, <laughs> if you're on the fence about who to cheer for in this game, uh, let's, let's go Rutgers. So does, if he's going to eat his phone live on Instagram, does that mean we're going to see like Osmosis Jones view of Diggs's insides because he'll be live while the phone is going into his stomach? <laughs> Just just a quick shot of stomach acid and then nothing. <laughs> it's uh, that's gonna be hilarious. I mean, I, everybody probably is going all in on UNC to win that game, but I think it's gonna be a very entertaining matchup to say the least. Don't sleep on Rutgers. Uh, we we said it last week. I'm gonna say it again. Don't sleep on Rutgers. They can shock some people. Yeah, 1,000%. And I mean, I'm sure Jules is going to make bets with, with Kluch to to see who's going to win this one um, because oh, he's been making bets with everybody this season definitely. with Rutgers. But I'm excited for this game 1,000%. I think this game is going to have a, a ton of opportunities for goal scoring. I think it's going to be fun to watch Curse versus Chris Gray just to see who yep. puts up more points. And... I think this is going like now that North Carolina got past Monmouth, they've got a, a pretty difficult task at hand to get to the championship game as well. They got to get past Rutgers and then they got to get past the winner of Georgetown, Virginia, which we'll get into. Theater can simply be defined as someone performing something for someone else. Theater also refers to the space designated for said performance. The term theater can also describe the process in which live performances are created. Acting, directing, producing, designing, all fall under this umbrella of theater. But to a kid in high school, theater can mean so much more. Join us as we draw back the curtain and reveal what I like to call the magic behind the magic. This is Curtain Talk. 
yeah, I mean, that it, it's. I'm just so ready for the next round. It just get me to the twenty second already. Wait, what? What is it? We've got a day. One more day. One more. Very. I mean, when this goes up, it, it might be time for the for the game. So yeah. So North Carolina Rutgers, and then Maryland Notre Dame. That's, that's the top half of the bracket. That's the top half. Go to the bottom half. Georgetown, Syracuse. That was a thumping. That was a a molly whopping, if you will. Uh, shout out to yeah. the homie Drake Porter. It's a team sport. Um, Georgetown yeah, just, a, just came to play, and they beat Syracuse eighteen to eight. When you're coming up against a team who are fired up like that, there ain't much you can do. Uh, Syracuse put up a good fight for what it's worth, but Georgetown just rolled through them. Redwoods fans so, should be happy, though. Jamie Trimboli, hat trick on four ooh, shots on goal. That's huge. Throw throw him into the squad immediately. Let's see how he uh, can perform. I think, I think that's going to be a that's good sign time. for his pro career. Uh, why is it always that the last name McDermott, you just get buckets. <laughs> I don't know whether it's Dougie McBuckets or uh, or in this case, hold up. Declan McDermott, five Declan goals. Declan McDermott, yeah. Just lighting up the score sheet. Had 10 shots. He shot 50% on goal. Imagine if uh, Doug, Doug McDermott took like 20 shots and scored 10 from beyond the arc in a in – a, NBA game. Stupid. That's how insane this is. I mean, I don't need to compare that because and he was he wasn't the only five goal scorer because Jake Caraway scored five goals on eight shots on goal. Yo, all I'm saying is Jake Caraway is going to be a problem in the pros. A menace. The the dude just takes a look at net and says, "Yeah, I'm going to put it there," and then he puts it there (laughs) like. I know they just announced for the PLL like All Star Day tickets are on sale in San Jose. It would be an injustice if Jake Caraway is not in the accuracy competition for the skills competition. It would, uh, criminal, absolutely criminal. Like we need that to happen. Like, could you imagine just like an overtime like head to head of Jake Caraway versus uh, Deemer Class? Yeah. That'd, That'd be, be stupid. <laughs> we we'd be watching all night. The sun yeah. would the sun would actually set on the west coast by the time that ended. It would. <laughs> it would be like they they'd be so accurate. It'd get down to what the tenth or eleventh round, and we'd all just be sitting there like, finish up already. <laughs> we'd go full blown Mortal Kombat. Finish him. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That would be one hell of a matchup, though. Um, it would. But Georgetown absolutely mollywops Syracuse to move on. We said Georgetown could be like that sneaky team that makes a run and, and can get past Virginia, which they'll get the opportunity to, to have that 4-5 or five matchup. Virginia beat Bryant 13-11. to 11. Uh, a much, That's a close one. Much closer game than I think a lot of people anticipated, um, especially for this Virginia team with how good they are on paper and how good we've seen them perform. Um, Bryant just had a great team game. Yeah. Like they held docs to zero goals. 
which is incredible. Like it, they spread the ball around to to get their goals and everything. Um, yeah, they only had one player with uh, more than one goal, which is saying something considering they scored eleven. Yeah, they they had one, two, three, four. It looks like, f- I'm sorry, f- they had five guys with two goals each. So nobody had a hat trick in this game. Matt Moore had five uh, no, points. No, no, on uh, Bryant. Oh, Bryant, yeah. There's, yeah. No, um, Virginia one, had two, three, five guys. Four, There were nine different goal scorers for Bryant in uh, an 11-goal game. So they were moving that around. Uh, It was they played like a team. That that's how you that's how you move and survive in this tournament. And it's just unfortunate they came up against maybe another team of destiny, the longest reigning NCAA champs of all time. Facts. And I mean, Matt Moore had five points in this game for Virginia, and that was like. It tied for the most, him and Connor Schellenberger both had five points. But hell of a defensive game in terms of just not letting somebody pop off from Brown. Yeah. They they took Virginia's best player, shut him completely down, and just tried to be- play their game, which in the end helped them a lot and really gained them a lot of respect in everyone's eyes, I, can, I guarantee it. Yeah, because they gained a hell of a lot of respect in my eyes. Big time tournament performance, like very similar sentiments that we gave to Drexel. Like, yeah, hell of a performance. Um, yeah, nothing but uh, that. That will get your name on the map for a lot of young recruits who will see that game as an opportunity to help grow a program who's on the up and up. And I have no dog in the game, no pun intended, since they're the Bryant Bulldogs. But, like, I've been to that campus. Beautiful campus. Bryant University. Like, Damn. awesome campus. Not saying you should go, but also not saying you shouldn't go. Um, so, wink, yeah. wink, nudge, nudge. Shout out to the Bryant Bulldogs. Let's go to the other half of the bracket where we did get an upset. And we got a game that we kind of figured this would happen. Duke beat High yeah. Point 16-10. to 10. Uh, yep. kind I of mean, expected. <laughs> High Point, they had a great season, but when you come up against Duke, you got to be playing like the other team isn't there, pretty much. You have to be shooting like it's an empty net, trying your hardest to score, and Duke just showed up. Playing against uh, the team of destiny. <laughs> yes. You are probably extremely pissed they're not the one seed. Yeah, you know, like they, one one thousand percent. Let's let's see these stats here. How did uh, how did Sowers do? Because that's the question. Um, Mike, Mikey Sowers. Let's see, four goals, four assists. No big deal. It, just another no day at the deal. office. Just, just, just real casual. On five shots on goal. Jeez. No big deal. Eighty percent shooting. Uh, just. Seven total up, shots. Man. Just shut up. It's un- that's unfair. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely Completely ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Looking at this game, one thing I'm kind of surprised about that nobody drafted or has picked up yet, Asher Nolting, not in the PLL yet. Yeah. From high point. Uh, he is like Dom's favorite college player. Uh, he he loves him some Asher Nolting. I would be shocked if he's not like 
picked up on a roster going into training camp. Oh no, he has to be. He's he's been one of the most fun players to watch in college this season. Just because he he just scores. Yeah. He's a natural born scorer and there's not many players you can say it like that. He just has a nose for goal like nobody really else in college right now. Yeah, big time. Um so yeah, if you're a a coach friend of the show, consider picking up Asher Nolting for your squad cuz he's a yeah. beast. Uh the and top half. Let's, let's talk about this next game though. Loyola Maryland Denver. Denver the 7th seed. They lose 14 to 13. So TD does not get that opportunity to go to the final four with three different colleges. Uh, Loyola, Maryland pulls the upset. Yeah, uh, quick shout-out to Sam Schaefer, uh, Loyola's goalie, who made the most important save of his career with 10 seconds left to close out the game for Loyola. And if that isn't the best way to win a game, I don't know, other than an overtime win. I don't know what is. Absolute menace. Uh, I mean, it was right on the doorstep, man cutting in, and he just, you know, close your eyes and guess where that ball's going, and that's exactly what he did, making a ridiculous save and winning the game. And, I mean, they had a guy put up five goals as well in an Olmstead. So yeah, that, one hell that, of a That's also pretty there. clutch. Uh but yeah, Sam Shaver, 16 saves on 29 shots faced. That's not too bad against this Denver team who has a ton of scorers. Yeah, not too shabby. Uh, not too shabby. And like you said, Aiden Olmstead, five goals, seven shots on goal, 12 total shots. Uh, that's what helped you know the offense there. You need one of those guys to step up against a team like Denver, like I said, that has a bunch of goal scorers. When you have guys like Jackson Murrell, Ethan Walker that you're going up against you got to be able to compete with that and Aiden Olmstead had as many goals as Jackson and Ethan combined yeah it's he had a hell of a game and I am excited to see how they play in the next round against Duke because yeah I think they might give them a run for their money Based off that game against Denver we still have an opportunity for a Maryland versus Loyola Maryland matchup Imagine the new rivalry that would be formed uh, out of that. I mean, and this is a Loyola Maryland team that has that chip on their shoulder. They didn't get to play their their title game uh, because yep. of the the COVID situation, and I feel like that kind of went into like, hey, we're not letting our season end here, so we're gonna do whatever it takes to win, and we're gonna keep our season alive as long as we can. And that's exactly what they did. They just played their hearts out and got the damn thing done. So the next round, we get amazing games. Uh, Friday, when you guys are listening to this, we have 12 o'clock and a 2.30 game. Georgetown, Virginia kicks off this weekend with the first game. And then Rutgers, North Carolina follows that. And then on Saturday, we get Duke, Loyola, Maryland, Maryland, Notre Dame. All right, let's let's get some predictions going here. Which one do we want to start with? Let let's start from the top. North Carolina Rutgers is the the late game on Friday. 
I think North Carolina is going to win because they have. It's going to be close, though. They have Chris Gray, who is just ridiculous. And again, they're a team that has the one seed, but I feel like they are trying to prove to people why they have the one seed because so many people penciled yeah. in Duke as the one seed. Um, but I, like um, you said, I think Rutgers is gonna is gonna hang around. I just think North Carolina has too much firepower across the board that's gonna end up putting an end to Rutgers' like fantastic season. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, yeah, I'm going to say 13 to 11 UNC. I think Rutgers is, again, going to put up a hell of a fight, shout out for the Big Ten. Uh, Connor Curse is going to have himself a hell of a game. But in the end, it's just not going to be enough. But, you know, prove me wrong, you know? Yeah, I'm going to say it's going to end up being like 16-12. 16-12? North Carolina. Um, and they're going to move on to the semifinal and await the winner of tomorrow's first game. Well, they won't be awaiting. They'll they'll know who they're playing uh, yep. going into their game. Virginia-Georgetown. This is a tough <laughs> one to predict. We have to assume Docs Aiken is not going to go scoreless in this game. Yes, but we're also going to have to assume that Jake Carraway is going to lose his mind and just put up at least three or four. Again. Easily. Easily. So, and this is I'm a four-five. This is a four-five matchup. This is like right there with yeah. each other. I'm going. I'm going Georgetown. Um, I think. I think they're the uh, they're the underdogs to rock with for the rest of the tournament. Uh, I'm going to say that Caraway has himself a hell of a game, as does. Um, what's, where is this at? Um, yeah, it's going to be Caraway and McDermott leading the line as they did in the last game. Uh, I'm going to say 16-14 Georgetown in a high-scoring thriller of a game. I'm with you. I think Georgetown wins. I they they are just out here ready to score goals at will. Like they are not going to bow down to their opponent. They're not going to stop until the clock hits zero zero zero. Yep. And Virginia got played close by Bryant, and Georgetown proved that they were able to beat their opponent by a landslide. And Syracuse, for all intents and purposes, you can make the argument better team than Bryant on paper. Yeah, you definitely can. There's just there was a whole lot of controversy surrounding the team this year. A, a lot of missed opportunities to practice, and I mean, turns out their star player was a scumbag. So. Yeah, 
So I, I think Georgetown ends up winning this one. I'm going to say uh, 15 to 11. Yep. Um, That's a good prediction. I think Georgetown ends up going on a run. I, I think they have a legit chance to, to really continue making some noise. And then they'll draw the UNC matchup, like we both said. Uh, let's go across Duke versus Loyola, Maryland, the first game on Saturday. As, as much as I want Loyola, Maryland to pull it off, I just think there's way too much Duke firepower. Yeah, like I, I just don't think Loyola, Maryland has a defender or somebody on offense who can keep up with Michael Sowers. And JT Giles Harris can just shut down anyone coming his way. Yeah, so um, I don't. I think it's going to be a good game. I think that Loyola Maryland is going to fight with all they can, but it's Duke. I think it's going to be one of those games in the first half. It's entertaining, and you're going to be like, "Oh, can Loyola do this?" But then Duke just has that firepower, and they have that will to win in the second half, and they'll just yeah. Sowers is going to have a Zeddy ball game moment. Yeah. I think it's going to be, uh, I'm going to say 17 to 12. Yeah. Um, something like that for Duke. Uh, I'm going to say like, it's. Uh, I'm going to go like 18-10. Duke's going to score a lot of goals. Yeah. That's all we need to say. Uh, and then the hardest game to predict in my game opinion. of the weekend, Maryland Notre game Dame. Game of the weekend, potentially game of the yeah. tournament. Potentially, unless we get you know Duke, UNC Maryland. Duke. I mean, UNC Duke is if that if that pant turns out to be the final, that's going to be the game of the tournament. Or but, UNC Maryland. Yeah. Um, Maryland Notre Dame. It's going to be a close one too. Um, I think this is going to be decided by a goal. I think, think this comes be... down to defense. Whichever I team's think, defensive yeah. unit can come to play and protect their goalie. That's who's going to win. And, like, it and sounds, I... like, so cliche and, like, duh, you need defense to win and shut people down. But, like, this type of game, you need defense. Yeah. I, I think that – I think it's going to be Maryland's defense who comes to play – just a little bit more than Notre Dame's, not by a lot, just a little bit, and it's going to be an eleven to ten game in favor of Maryland. I think it's going to be fourteen thirteen Maryland. Yep. Um, that game's going to be stupid entertaining. I'm sure lacrosse Twitter is going to be on fire uh, when that game you know kicks off. But our final Absolutely. four, our final four, UNC. Versus Georgetown, Duke versus Maryland. We'll see if it happens. It'd be one hell of a Final Four. It would. This these are this is like lacrosse royalty and an up and coming program. Yeah. I mean, three out of the four are absolutely lacrosse royalty, at least. And Georgetown is working their way up to get there. They're they're right on the precipice, I would say. And if Virginia wins. We have a potential for a, all four top seeds to make it. Oh yeah, well that would be anticlimactic a little bit, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> the chalk betters would bit. be thriving. Um, but yeah, very excited to see what happens uh, this weekend with the men's tournament. 
and uh, it's it's always fun when it gets to like this point of the bracket. Yeah, I mean, you you get rid of uh, the first batch of teams, and it's like, all right, now we know a little bit more clearly who's going to be playing in the final, and just just let it ride. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fun, and then we got the women's side of the bracket too. With the matchups yep. that have gone down so far, um, they've gotten through a lot of games so far. Yeah, there's been there's more games, so more have been played. Uh, so the matchups this weekend, we've got North Carolina taking on Channy's Stony Brook team, which will be a very good game. Stony Brook's yes. gone through Towson and Rutgers in convincing fashion, and UNC uh, went through James Madison. They got that bye week, so. They were able to uh, take care of business there. On the take other side, take care of business handily too. Yeah, they win fourteen to nine against James Madison, and now they get to play Stony Brook. And then on the flip side of that bracket, Syracuse and Florida play this weekend. Should be a very entertaining game. Florida has just beaten the doors off of their opponents. Uh, As has Syracuse. I mean, yeah, I mean, Syracuse, this is going to be a high-scoring matchup. I think it's good. Defense is gonna go right out the window, even yeah. though Florida's been playing stellar defense. Syracuse Eight goals altogether conceded in two games. Yeah, Syracuse Come beat on, Loyola man. Maryland twenty to eight, and then Florida has beaten Mercer twenty three to five and Jacksonville seventeen to three. And that must have been a rivalry game right there too. It's ridiculous uh, in state and just blowing the doors off of them. That's yeah. disrespectful as hell. Come on now, Gators. Uh, and I mean, can keep it up, though. Yes. Like, the bottom yeah. part of the bracket is where the fun is. We got BC Notre versus Dame Notre Dame. Out. Notre Dame gets a shutout against Robert Morris in the first round. Then they beat Virginia, and now they get a date with Boston College and the best step-down shot in the game. Charlotte North is... I mean, they're going to be coming up against a, a rock-solid defense in Notre Dame, but I don't think even rock-solid can stop her shot. She's unbelievable. I, I'm going to be interested to see what the score of that one is and hope, hopefully find a link. I mean, if I'm not working, I'm going to definitely find a link for that. Yeah. That because game, it's gonna be much. It's gonna be must-watch lacrosse. That game is going to be fireworks across the board, and then on the flip side. We get Northwestern versus Duke, which will be and I mean, amazing. We had the, the Duke-Maryland game play out already. Yeah. And it's a, it was as close as it should be on the men's side. 13-12 yep. Duke. It's That bottom half of the bracket is just so entertaining. Notre Dame-BC and then Northwestern and Duke. And then the top, yeah. you get North Carolina, Stony Brook, Syracuse, Florida. And this this really does feel like anyone's tournament compared to the men's. Yes. Like, you can predict the men's game a lot easier, I think, because it's pretty much set in stone. But anything can happen in the women's side of the mm-hmm. bracket, which is beautiful and i wish they were televising it a lot more yeah totally agree uh who do you have winning this weekend 
Let's see here. I'm going to go North Carolina over Stony Brook just because. No offense, Channy. No offense, Channy. It's just they, they've had more rest than Stony Brook. And I feel like UNC just wants that dirty double right there. Yeah. And they're going to do everything to get it. Totally. Um, bottom half, I'm going to say Charlotte North carries BC to yeah. the semifinals in a close game against yeah. Notre Dame. I think it's going to be a very low scoring one for, well, low scoring for Boston College and Notre Dame. Yeah. Because both defenses will just be up to the task. Totally. Um, Duke Northwestern. I want to say Northwestern mm-hmm. again because that week of rest can do so much for a program. And they just flat out um, dominated Denver. Northwestern won nineteen to four. Yeah, exactly. They they they're coming off a huge win, and uh, I think it's going to be another close one. But Northwestern just pulls it out, and. Man, I want. I'm gonna say Florida. Over I Syracuse. agree. I think Florida's gonna win. The defense has just been too good, and the offense has been flat out phenomenal for Florida. I don't see any way. I I, I could see them going to the finals to play UNC or BC. Yeah. So if because I totally agree with all your picks. I think BC beats Notre Dame. I think UNC beats Stony Brook. Florida t- takes down Syracuse. And then Northwestern beats Duke, which would set us up for a UNC versus BC matchup, which would be the one seed versus the best player in the game. Yeah. And then Northwestern versus Florida, which would just be offense everywhere. Yeah. I'm expecting a 20-goal performance out of each of those two teams. That would be an entertaining as hell Final Four. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's the women's bracket, the men's bracket. Very excited to see what goes down there. And before we get into our NLL news, you guys know this podcast sponsored by our friends at Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. You should have a, a glass of Stateside in hand when you're watching the NCAA tournament this weekend. They're the fastest-growing craft spirit in Pennsylvania. They're headquartered in Old Kensington, Philadelphia. They're seven times distilled, certified gluten-free It's blended with electrolytes, making it the first vodka on the market with a mineral composition on the same spectrum of electrolytes found in that sports drink that starts with a G. It's the first actively hydrating vodka on the market, and they've won awards for best package in the world. So don't sit back empty-handed watching the NCAA tournament this weekend. Have a glass of stateside in hand. Go to statesidevodka.com, put those one-liter bottles into your cart, and use our code USP to get 10% off your purchase of the one-liter bottles of vodka at statesidevodka.com. That's promo code USP at statesidevodka.com for 10% off the one liter bottles of vodka. Must be 21 or older to purchase. And of course, guys, please drink responsibly. We had some NLL news pop up, Harrison. Yes, we some did. Big time NLL news uh, in terms of contracts, in terms of uh, staying put in arenas, and some. Pretty interesting guests that our friend Devin Caney and Ashley Docking got on their podcast recently. But let's start with the big-time news. Legend of the game, one of the best to ever do it in the NLL. Mark Matthews is staying put in Saskatchewan. He's re-signed to a three-year deal, a big-time contract, because you don't typically see you know, multi-year contracts in the NLL. 
It's only very, you know, specific occasions, and Mark Matthews totally hits the the bill for getting one of these deals. Uh, yep. He's the face of the franchise. He's, he deserves to finish out his career there. He's still got a long career ahead of him. Um, NLL Rookie of the Year in 2013, and he's just going to continue to anchor the way in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that that's one of those players you just have to kind of franchise tag and let him keep doing his thing because he's beloved in Saskatchewan, as he should be, because one of the best players to lace him up fully deserved the contract, and uh, I can't wait to see what else he does in, he's in only, uh, the NLL this year. He's only the second player in league history to record five consecutive 100-point seasons. And holds a league record for most assists in a single regular season, which was 84. Uh, that he's... And you think about all the legends who have rolled through the NL, and you're like, Mark Matthews is only the second to ever do that? Yeah. It just shows you how valuable he is as a player and how insanely good he is. 84 assists in his MVP season uh, when he had 116 points, which is a career high. Which is ridiculous. 84 assists in how many games? 18 I think is the mark now I, I think it was probably less back then so let's just let's just do a quick estimate real quick 84 divided by 18 that's four on average 4.6 assists a game and Which... he had, let's also not forget in the short in 2020 season in just 10 games, he had 54 points. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. Insane. 2019, he had 105 points, tied for third in the league. He's just ridiculous. No other, no other word to describe it. it generational talent. He gets what, this, what a legend. Gets this contract well-deserved. Now let's get him on a PLL team. Yep. Let's get him on a PLL team. So shout out to Mark Matthews uh, for the big time payday. Three-year deal with the rush to stay put. And that's not the only three-year deal in the NLL this week uh, because the Georgia Swarm have signed a three-year lease with the Infinite Center. So they're staying put in Sting City. We've talked about it a number of times where, you know, it's probably not the best location for the Georgia Swarm in terms of, like, having people come out to their games for how good of a team they are. Um, but they're staying put in Sting City, and Georgia Swarm fans don't have to worry about putting a new address in the GPS. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we have some real insurance on where the Swarm are going to be this year because obviously, as most of you know, they were the Minnesota Swarm for years. And... I mean, losing out on the Thompson brothers, letting them leave Georgia would be a, a crime, I think. Yeah. So, I'm happy that the Swarm are staying put. Not the only person staying, but a lot of contracts signed this week. A lot of contracts. Friend of the show, no big deal. GM and head coach of the San Diego Seals, Patrick Merrill, has re-signed, and he is staying put, signed an extension with the San Diego Seals to remain the GM and head coach. I mean, again, a great move, the uh, a bright future for that team, and he was needed to uh, continue that that 
effort after what this is going to be the third year in the league for them uh yes yeah, so he joined the team in 2018 in that capacity going into the 2019 uh 2018-2019 season so 2021-22 will be their third year because 18-19-19-20 and then this year coming up will be year number three so he signed for an extra year on top of the contract he already had. So he awesome. the the two expansion teams from 2018, the Seals and the Wings, both big time extensions for their GM head coach and both deserving wholeheartedly. Like both of those teams have put, you know, lacrosse on the map back in Philadelphia and out west in San Diego in a big way, so this is well deserved. Yep. 100%. 100%. And before we started recording, we got another signing. Brad McCulley, first-round pick for the uh, Buffalo Bandits. Andy Towers is probably drooling <laughs> because a bandit is signed. Uh, he signs his contract with the Buffalo Bandits. Two-year deal uh, for Brad McCulley. So they get their first-round pick locked up. And if you see the picture on the NLL Twitter page, uh, the jersey he's wearing with the WLA Thunder... <laughs> The Langley Thunder. It oh, looks, yeah? <laughs> their mascot on the jersey looks like White Vision. Let me check this out. Like old school, probably like 70s, 80s White Vision. It's pretty hilarious. Oh my God, it does. <laughs> kind of like Silver Surfer vibes. Yeah. Too. It's like Silver Surfer White Vision with like somewhat defined abs. Yeah. Barely. <laughs> Big fan. Uh, so shout out to Brad McCulley signing his contract. And then uh, you're a big letter Can Kenny. Just let him know? You're a big letter Kenny guy. Yeah. Tyler Johnston. Huge on, letter Kenny guy. <laughs> Tyler Johnston on hot mics. Allegedly. Big Better NLL powder. Warriors fan. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, so shout, definitely check that out. Shout out to Devin and Ash for getting like the most elite guests. Insane, insane guests. Between them and Paul Rabel getting, like, John Tavares, hopefully he's doing really well now after that horrific yeah. injury. Um, Corey Booker, like, lacrosse podcasts have been really stepping up their game with the uh, with guests. Yeah, like, <laughs> the, the Hot Mike's ladies had uh, Terrence Ross on their podcast and, like, went crazy yeah. viral with some of the stuff that Terrence Ross was talking about. Uh, they're just doing it big time, and... Uh, you you all know Devin's a, a friend of the show, has been since day one, so very proud of of the work they're doing. Definitely check out their yes, podcast because it's uh it's big time, and uh, they're getting crazy big time guests and well deserved. But I think that's all we got. We we covered a, a ton. Next week we'll definitely have an entire episode dedicated to uh, leading up to the PLL. We might have a guest next week, and we'll definitely talk about the whole debate over uh, lacrosse sixes potentially coming to the Olympics. Um, yep. um, sh sh should we let them know? The big news that we teased at the beginning of the episode, guys, is 100% uh, confirmed we'll see you crazy sons of guns in Boston. Yes, sir. We will see you in Boston. Shout out to Pat Pitts, uh, our fantasy football guy who lives in Massachusetts, gave us the lowdown and the hookup. 
Uh, so we'll see you crazy Peace suckers in Boston. From We'll probably get there the night of June 3rd, and we'll be there through Monday doing a bunch yes, of content. Sir. We'll be at the games. Uh, you'll probably catch us on a golf course at some point. And Ooh. yeah, we're going golfing with Pat Pitts. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, I feel like my arms, my arms going to be feeling nice and ready for that. So it's I'm, it's going to be hilarious to say the least. Yes, sir. Oh man, can't wait. It's going to be so fun. First, my first time going to Boston. Um, so I'm going to. It's enjoy been a while it. for me too. It's been a hot minute. I've never been. I've only like driven through it like for a few minutes never actually been in boston so it's gonna be a time can't wait and uh we'll see you crazy lacrosse fans in massachusetts uh and hopefully by next week when we record next we'll have some more info about the uh, premier league jersey uh pll jerseys yeah the the cannons jerseys need to drop give the people what they want we want to see these things come on paul rabel suiting up season has ended let's let's drop the let's drop the jerseys let's let's see the drip uh, so that's all we got for you guys. Make sure you follow us on social media at OTB Laxpod. We'll be posting a shit ton of stuff from our time in Massachusetts on social. We're going to be vlogging the whole time doing crazy shit. So at OTB Laxpod, Twitter and Instagram, follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Follow Harrison at HarryGK83. Follow Dom at Wash Lifestyle. And check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com probably going to have some some blogs coming up for the PLL season, post game stuff, some interesting tidbits here and there. Dude, it's crazy. We're coming up on a year since I wrote the Matt Gaudet blog. Oh my god, it's already been a year. It's getting close. I wrote that in July or August. We're coming up on your one year of being part of the pod. <laughs> oh my god. Time flies, man. Time is a flat circle. Uh and of course, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let us know how you feel about the NCAA tournament so far, who you think is going to end up coming out on top, how you feel about lacrosse sixes. We'd love to get your guys' input on it when we talk about it next week and anything else yeah, in between. It's an interesting debate yeah, right now. It is set the lacrosse world ablaze, so we'll definitely be diving into that next week. And, of course, you can check us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And we'll be back next week, like I said, week before we had a, we ship up to Boston. And when we're in Boston, we'll be podcasting live. We'll be doing a whole bunch of crazy stuff. So uh, can't wait for our road trip, our, our, our PLL travels kick off again. It has been a long time since we hit the road, uh, and I'm very excited to uh to have the opportunity to do it again so pll travel season is here and we will catch you crazy suckers on the road and uh if you guys are going to be in boston let us know we'd love to you know meet up and all that kind of stuff so make sure you check out our sponsors as well because they make this podcast possible our friends at tomahawk shades will be wearing tomahawk shades our entire time in massachusetts uh because it's going to be bright and sunny and we got to protect our eyes. TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP gets you 25% off your order at checkout. Manscaped.com, I'll be bringing my lawnmower because that's what I use to trim up my beard. Manscaped.com, promo code USP, get 20% off and free shipping and a big old thank you from your balls. And, and a big old thank you from us. 
Exactly. And stateside Urban Craft Vodka. Use promo code USP to get 10% off the one liter bottles of vodka at statesidevodka.com with promo code USP. Must be 21 or older to purchase. And of course, please drink responsibly. It's been episode number 167 of the Outside the Box podcast, part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. For Harrison, I'm KB. We'll catch you crazy suckers next week. Peace. Peace.